Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network, where we believe that you can better understand yourself and the people around you through the media that you care about. I am Link, and I am joined by our crew, Laura, Josue, and Mark, our topic chooser of today. What is our topic, Mark? Well, okay. First off, I didn't even get to say hello. First off, <laughs> you're not allowed. You <laughs> I guess only I guess here I'm to just, give us a topic, Mark. <laughs> I'm only allowed to just pre- simply present the topic, and then I just disappear. I just become a background character. Sure. Um, so today's Hi, topic, Hi, guys. Thank you, Josue. Thank you. I missed you. You weren't you weren't here for the last recording. So welcome back. Thank you. Anyways, today's topic, guys. Um, so. Just recently, I was more so strong-armed, and I'm kind of glad I was, um, into watching Spiderhead, um, which is a relatively new movie on Netflix that has Chris Hemsworth in it, um, to kind of give like a brief description of the movie. Um, it's basically like set in like a dystopian type of world where these inmates are volunteers for um running tests on certain types of drugs which can kind of i don't know manipulate emotional states something like that um and yeah um i initially did not want to watch it full disclosure um even though it had spider in the title yes because simply because of the fact that it said like it was more of like a thriller and for me i've had such a negative connotation to thriller movies because of how my childhood was and how um inappropriately exposed (laughs) i was to those from my dad because my dad's a a bit of an asshole um but my wife was like no i i really like it looks really interesting like we just have to sit down and watch it and she like put her foot down and was like we always watch what you want to watch so tonight we're watching this and i was like all right fine like i'll give it a go if it's if it's something that i don't like then i'll like close my eyes or something (laughs) i don't know and then we watched it, and by the end of it, I was like, well, damn, this is a, like a great episode topic, and I think it needs to be discussed. And then she looked at me with those eyes of like, one, I told you so, and two, like, <laughs> you're an asshole for not wanting to watch this movie. So um, did anyone else watch it, aside from Laura, who I know didn't watch it? I watched it yeah, yesterday. Um, first of all, Mark watched it yesterday yeah i watched it today and um thank you mark for for that insight into your uh home life um uh yeah i did i did i watched it no regrets either i think i think it's a it's a very good uh topic to discuss it touches it touches on a lot of interesting things you know Mm -hmm. did you how'd you feel about it being a thriller were you thrilled it made it made me question the genre of thrillers entirely. I was like, okay, clearly I don't understand what a thriller is. I don't, I don't think you do, Mark. So exactly. So I was like, clearly I don't understand what this genre of movies is. So I have potentially been missing out on a lot of great pieces of media throughout my yeah. entire yeah. life simply because I I don't know. I guess I'm just. I just I'm just a scaredy cat, all right. So anything like that remotely touches on that, I'm like, no, no way, Jose. So clearly, I need to now rethink my entire life and my life choices about movies. And um, who knows? Maybe yeah. I'll come back with like some older movies and like, hey guys, have you watched this movie? And and then you guys are all gonna look at me and be like, yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little sad I didn't have time to watch this movie because thriller, younger me, thrillers were my jam. Like, I loved, like, Double Jeopardy and, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bunch of, the, I can't even you remember the names of should have an Ashley Judd uh, appreciation episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of older, like, Denzel Washington and Sandra Bullock movies that are thrillers uh, that I can't remember the names of. 12 Monkeys I really liked. Thr- thrillers. Wonderful. Wonderful genre. I used to watch them on TNT all the time, and they were the TV versions of everything. That's what you should have been watching. <laughs> I miss these conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right, so it, it's got it's got quite a few um, topics. I'm I'm so happy that now you know. I mean, I think you've been here for a while, but this is the first time I remember Mark, where you're like, "Oh, this is an episode, isn't it?" This is mm-hmm. this is something we gotta discuss. I can't just I can't just let this be. Mm-hmm. It's not just a movie now. Yeah, I Welcome. I I sat there for twenty minutes after the movie was done, and I was just like ruminating on it. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be this is this has to be an episode." Like this just I can't ignore it. And then like I when I said that to her, she just like looked at me. She was like, "Are you actually kidding me right now?" So I'm I'm glad that this this moment has finally happened. Yeah. And now now I feel like I'm just part of the Scooby gang at this point. It's Geek Therapy rule number 12. Take time to reflect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the big things that like stood out to me was just this, was the whole concept of like the drugs in general of like what they were designed to do and like what sort of like the the intentions were for them. Like I understand like, I don't. Should we, are we going spoilers? So I mean, I think we don't have to go into into complete spoilers, but okay. let's definitely recap. Kind I think of the, the spoiler the that you about are about to talk a, about is the, like the main thrust of the movie, and we do need to talk about it. So yeah. I, I think that's yeah, that's yeah. We'll talk, we will talk mm-hmm. about spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. Plot wise, you know, we won't. But but like, what's what's happening is that this is actually a it's it's a it's a research and detention center. So it is a program where people are um, uh, have been arrested and convicted and they are serving a sentence and apparently they applied to be a part of this program that is separate from the, the general um, uh, incarceration system. Yep, yeah. yep. And so they go to this place that is very... Um, what is it? Is it Denmark that has the 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 jails that are like with I open think, courtyards and and I think no, it's Norway. Like Norway, maybe it's Norway. Like free yeah. no free roaming. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like the guards are just like in regular clothes and they're just watching. You know, it's like it's it's more rehabilitation than than um, punit you know punishment. Um, but in in this case. They, you know, part of it is that they are, it's, it's also a research program. So the inmates are participating in these experiments where they have something very similar to Lara's insulin pump, but it actually has all of these different substances. And then the, the researchers control them with a, an app on a phone and they can, and they can control how much and which different experimental drug is released into the the system. For example, there's one called 
what's this one? Which one, which was which one was Daff, uh, Laffadil? Laffadil was what was the number for Laffadil? Forty six six. It's not sixteen. Sixteen forty six. B forty six was it? B forty six. No, no, I think it's G forty six. G forty six was Laffadil. Some, Basically, yeah. made you laugh and um and afraid. They they had these moments where they were talking about horrible traumatic experiences, and they still just like it didn't phase them because they were they felt so good, and there were others. There were other different drugs that they were using, um, and so that's kind of like the premise of the of the movie. Did I miss anything in terms of like the setup? No, no I don't think so. I think that's okay. that's kind of a good general overview and recap of like the basic premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of like getting into like the um, the the substances themselves and like what they are supposed to like elicit in the person. And my first thought was like, wow, this, like, I know it's supposed to be set in like more of a dystopian thing. And like these things I have real, like full on control of like, Hey, we want you to be like, like unable to like have a straight face. Like you're going to be laughing and here, let's adjust it to make sure of that case. Um, but to me, it's like thinking on like how medication is like in our world right now. And like, to me it the thought came to my mind of like i feel like we are actually more close closely related to the movie than we really would like to believe because we have like antidepressants and we have like all these different types of medications that are designed to affect one's mood like mood stabilizers and things like that two of us right now are actually just used like on camera so and so for that like while these things have like like they just put the put it on the slider on the app and just like okay there you go you're injected with this amount and it's like an immediate effect like it's an immediate effect of like a drastic change in the behaviors but for us it's like we sort of have a system that's like that and we sort of have a system where like for a lot of people like they're reliant on those things to help them be able to navigate through day-to-day life and so my thought was like when it comes to what these drugs were used for and what their intentions were for thinking about like if those types of drugs were in our like real like face of reality like how great of an impact do you think like those types of drugs would have on just the general population as a whole. So, like, thinking about, like, having, like, a Laffodil, how do you, like, how would, like, people like us be, like, use that in a sense? Or how is it that other humans would want to use a drug like that? Or, like, um, the N- N40 or whatever it was. where it Love was, Actin. Yeah. Or, or, like, the, like, all those sorts of things. Or the one... I, I can't remember which one this was. I think it was like, I think it was a, yeah, the rubilance where it like gets you to talk. Right. Yeah. And like, just thinking about like how that, like, like just imagining if those things were in our world now, just like 
how so, much of an so impact this would have. So I want I want I want to yeah yeah I, I want to test something. Lara, do any of these things sound like the effects or the reasons why people smoke weed or take alcohol or uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I think <laughs> I can see it on your face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you talking the, about? <laughs> like it's not it's not necessarily a direct correlation that this thing is going to make you laugh a lot or this thing but you smoke enough weed you're going to have some giggles. Um Depends on the weed, but yeah. Depends <laughs> on the weed, right? Depends. Um but like there are different we already have drugs that do that um that may i mean the whole point of ecstasy right make you feel open love everything um so yeah there are plenty of substances that we already do use to do that the the psychotro like the the medications that we use uh psychopharmacological i can speak today those medications also aren't direct like you take an antidepressant it's not going to make you happy it's going to give you the chance to be happier more of the time um but yeah so yeah. one of the interesting we already things do have drugs that do these things one of the one of the f uh, i thought was um more uh explicit and clever maybe at least it was to me um uh, comments in the movie was when like they are they are thinking of ways to make money off of these drugs and so they're thinking of different ways to market them and one person comes up with the idea of the laughing one to sell it to comedy clubs that character's name is mark no that's mark <laughs> yeah just getting big ideas roasted. guy <laughs> and i think the the funny thing about that is what if we like gave at comedy clubs or places where there are comedians we gave something to people or we sold something that would like have them loosen up and make them think that jokes are funnier right so it's it's like it, it's funny the way they they address it in the in the movie it's like you got to think bigger than that um it's a on on the one hand it's also so like, there's a reason why most comedy would clubs we, serve alcohol like that's already there right 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 like mm -hmm. the, Right, like that's the, that's one parallel. Um, but then also just the idea of like this commoditization of of just any feeling or anything, right? Like that you, what if we did have a drug for every single feeling, so that we could just adjust our experience that way? And I mean, we try a lot, <laughs> and we do experiment with different things. But if it were just that simple, it's like, ah, uh, I'll do this <laughs> right i'll take one of these i want i want to cry during the or imagine like you go to the you go to a thriller and you take a a, a, a thrill inducing drug or you go to a to a, a a sad movie and it comes with you know crying pills because the experience is way better you know if you cry it's like that's how you get the full experience and i don't know that i, I think would would people would people do that more if it was one just easier <laughs> two if it was economical three if it was legal four if it was um yeah and if it was marketed to us in that way like would it i think i don't i i think i think we would i think we're actually we absolutely would <laughs> i feel like people would 
I feel like this is also mm-hmm. a Black Mirror episode in the making. <laughs> yeah, you know, the way you talk about it in that sense, it's giving me like Bioshock vibes with like the plasmids where it sort of becomes this commodity, but then slowly but surely it's like slowly like transforming society in a way where now all of a sudden they're like, I have a feeling like if it was used enough or pushed and marketed to a point where soon people are craving it because then they become overly reliant on it. Like they feel like they can't like they can't showcase their own emotions without the assistance of one of these drugs. And then, you know, and then you have things like the, the darkened flocks where that's something that can definitely be like missed, like almost certainly misused and also like it it carries those sorts of intentions where you might have someone or like you have a drug that like increases anger and then they some people just stockpile up on that and then all of a sudden they're just hopped up basically on like adrenaline and anger and now they can like tank a few bullets before they're finally going down but like they're on a rampage or something like that um which then you know will and I feel I have a feeling something like that would just kind of lead to more of like the downfall of society, which where the di- the whole Bioshock thing kind of comes into play. But that's besides the point. Like that that those like parallels like are already like something that I'm seeing, and I don't know. Like I'm also trying to see it in a way of like how these things can also be used for their like the therapeutic process, like the main character, like his whole point of like, he wanted to do this because he wanted something to help him forget the traumatic experience he had of, you know, losing his friend and his girlfriend in, in an, in an accident. And so for him, he's like, I want something that's going to just help me just completely forget about this and be able to go on with my life. Um, and obviously like there's no drug in there that kind of helps with that. But I know like that's even a conversation that they do have. Like Mark does have that with, um with steve of like hey he's mentioning like wanting to forget like how how are we gonna like work with this or like you know and then like, he goes on and then steve it kind of goes off on a tangent about like how to market the drugs better things like it, that it's interesting because that that wanting to forget or the taking the emotion out of the traumatic experience um there was a drug being, there's research being done on a drug, at least when I was in grad school, talking about if you would take this drug when you pulled up the traumatic um, memory, it would help reduce the amount of traumatic, it would like, I don't know the exact function, so I'm not going to speak to that, but it would it would reduce the emotionality, the emotional connection as you would take it and then bring up the 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 memory each time it would help reduce that emotional connection to the memory the memory didn't go away but it kind of dampened some of the emotion that's um, and that's part of the theory so. behind emdr yeah mm-hmm. yeah and emdr it takes a lot longer um everybody wants a pill that just fixes things oh, well not everybody but a lot of people do and so that's how we could in this situ- end up in a situation where people are using these things. So this this movie, the way that they, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think each and every one of the drugs that we see in the movie spark an emotion. They don't create a change. And like they don't they don't change people. They only they only let them feel differently 
about things it's in the moment. Sort of so. unclear. They're they only ever talk about six drugs um, and mm-hmm. allude to there being many more than that. But um, we, the bingo card, a bingo card is full, twenty five. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we only ever hear about six of of them most of them seem to be just uh increasing feelings that you already have um however i would submit that uh love actin the love drug that they use is a little bit questionable in how they show that because they jump right to sex and that sort of Attraction and horniness are not the same as love, and so um, mm-hmm. I feel like that that one's kind of a little yeah, oxytocin. You know, and a, all that one's and, a little loosey goosey. Yeah. Well, um, well, I I feel like that's kind of like what the point of the whole research behind it was. Like they were trying to see if by like in like inducing that those like innate feelings of just simple like lust and attraction could that bring about like a residual effect of some sort of like affection or could it be like something that can be used to start like feelings of love or or romantic attraction towards a person. And that's what the whole, I think that's what their whole point of that whole research part of it is. It's like, Hey, we're going to have you do it with this girl and then we're going to double your dosage to do it with this girl. And then now, Hey, you have to darken flocks one of them which one and trying to like then from their gauge of like all right who do you who 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 do you have feelings more towards and and that sort of thing so, so there was a fault like there was a theory that the researcher has that i believe was continuously disproven but he kept doubling down and mm-hmm. trying because because if it just makes people more attractive to you, then that's that's a product. <laughs> Everything looks better. Everything, everybody looks better, more desirable. But that's not what he wanted. Because I think you can get that from some substances already. <laughs> and uh, what he was looking for was for a love drug. So he, he, he was like, oh, you know, working title, love actin'. <laughs> And he kept asking the research subjects, right? Like, do you love, like, watch them. Do you still love them, right? Um, Do you love them? Is it because you love them? They're like, no, no, I don't. And then, and you know, it kind of plays with like, oh, is he lying? Is it true? Is it not true? What is love? What is not love? And I think, I think that they, they, they were, the movie was explicit about it at least in that there was, there was someone that he cared about, right? Mm-hmm. Who he was in love with. And and I'd say multiple people. Like there was probably two, you know, or, or there were meaningful relationships in his life. And then there were the ones that were uh, induced, right? Interactions that were induced. And they just did not have um, that effect. And and all that, I'll, I'll get into the ethics of the, <laughs> and the critique of like, scientific research the research later. itself yeah yeah this because it not, was just d- no it was no. it was messed up uh i mean it was a good villain <laughs> a good antagonist um but but i think i think yeah so every everything in the in the in the movie changed your experience of it which i think is an interesting conversation it's like 
do you, what is it like? Uh, um, Victor Frankl talks about like, you can't control necessarily what you, your, your experience, but you can control your um, perspective or your, or like the meaning behind the experience, right? That is harder to do <laughs> than it is to say. It is, it is very difficult, but imagine if you could just choose like, I don't love my spouse anymore, but I'm going to take something that will help me love them. Right. Or I'm afraid, right. Like this is something that we do more often. It's like, I have anxiety. I'm going to take something to be less anxious. Um, I'm going to take something that will help me focus more. I'm going to take something, right. Like we're already doing that. Like you talked about the plasmids in video games. I think a lot of video games, it's like, all right, what, what weapon am I going to use? What tool am I going to use for this particular encounter? And we, we do that now, right? It's like, oh, we got to go visit my family. I need, <laughs> I need a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, a little bit of something to a take a flight when you're scared to be on a plane. Mm -hmm. A little bit of, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you, but, or you get dizzy, right? Um, mm -hmm. What's the Dramamine is the one? Dramamine. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So I mean, I take that. <laughs> yeah. But then, but, right. But there's, there's these emotional ones, right? Like, and I, and I think. I think it's good to have them in the same conversation. Like if you're allergic to something, you, you know, you take a Benadryl, take a Claritin. But what if I'm allergic to certain mm -hmm. people or experiences, <laughs> you know, the, the, there's take stuff you can take. Take your people allergy pills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, but like the ideal would be that you could, no, it's not the ideal, right? Assuming that you wanted to change your feelings about something, it would be ideal to be able to flip that switch. It's not that easy, right? Because we are, I believe we are led by our emotions. And so the way we, we experience, we feel about something that, that really paints our, our reality, our perspective of it. So to be able to, to adjust that with medications, yeah, they, that's a, that's a potentially uh, a, a good money maker, and and that's the reason why a lot of things are um, they make us feel a certain way. That's how that's that's how they're marketed to us. That's why we buy them over other things. Um, but when we talk about certain drugs specifically, it, it it the conversation gets more complicated. I mean, it's not drugs, but I think about Disney and Disney music and how no matter what. It makes me feel, it gets me in the feels. Like they know how to do, not just the music, but like the experience. A commercial for Disney makes me definitely feel. And I'm like, I want to go to Disneyland. They know. Yeah. We are driven by our emotions, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Our spending habits are driven mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By, by our emotions. Um, yeah. Uh, now the, the scary part is kind of the the way that they show right because there's that one part right it's like we're doing this unethical research because we want to we want to make money um there's a lot of manipulation in the movie about how look how good we are to you like look how well we're treating you look how great everything is you know sure you're a prisoner you can't go anywhere you know you have a sentence you need to serve out and we're using you as a research subject um so there's a lot of manipulation going on they're treating everybody very nicely. Everybody, you know, is, is taken care of and they remind the inmates of how good they're being treated in, you know, to, to basically make them comply with the, the, the unethical 
research. So all of that stuff is, is, is messed up, but there's also that device that, that is on them. They are asking for consent every time they're asking for an acknowledgement before they give them the medication, which they don't actually do. No, 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 right. Like they show. And if you, if you pay attention, there are times when they don't, right. Did you, Mm -hmm. did you notice that? Right. There were times when they, they, they did not do it, but they kept pretending like they always did it. But the, the fact that a device like that could exist and could be remote controlled, I think that that's also just a, a, a general concern about these types of devices. That, that, that could concept your... reminds me of Suicide Squad. A mm. lot of Suicide yeah. Squad. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But imagine, right, if somebody hacked your, you know, if, 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 your, if your insulin pump could be hacked or if a heart monitor could be hacked, which they have that is, been. That is why uh, the FDA has not, well, finally, but it took them so long to approve um, pumps that could connect to phones um, because they yeah. were worried about hacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, sure, I want to be able to monitor stuff, but imagine being able to control, right? So this device... It, 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 you're able to just release these medications into people. And in the case of the, the dark influx in particular, that is 100% weaponized negative feelings. Like mm-hmm. it is pain and despair in a, in a liquid form <laughs> delivered intravenously. It is terrible. And just, just, the, just the idea that anybody could control anybody else that way, you know, like, like it is child abuse to just like you know like give your kid Benadryls to so they'll fall asleep and things like that. But imagine being able to hook people up, or even just a scenario in the movie where, oh, you're in the you know you're in the corrections uh, system, and now what if what if that was part of it? Like what if what if that was legal to have people just drugged up that way? in particular yeah or you have to think about even the what was it the phobica where it induced just unimaginable fear like they had like in the movie they had the example of the woman being terrified of a stapler and then like after the words when the effects are gone they're like i can't believe i was so terrified of a freaking stapler but like even just seeing that and how that can potentially be weaponized towards people simply by being able to gain access or hack into whatever those uh, packs are and being able to just be like okay well you pissed me off well guess what now you're going to be scared of a block of cheese you can never eat cheese now no (laughs) truly never That's the next great American novel right there. Being terrified of cheese. Other thoughts? No, maybe. So this movie is based off of a short story called Escape from Spiderhead by George Saunders. Um, and I am going to be kind of critical here. Uh, I suspect that the short story is better than this movie. Um Usually the writing is better it's, than the movie. Usually that direction. Mm-hmm. There there are some examples um going the other direction but most of the time uh mm-hmm. the book is better. Um sh- the short story is better. Uh I 
I find this concept very interesting. I think it is uh, an important topic of discussion, but I think ultimately this movie doesn't go far enough because... (laughs) And maybe this is my horror background, um, or maybe it's all of the uh, time I spent studying history of psychology and um, real life stories of real doctors and researchers uh, doing unethical studies, drug studies on people. Um, And while this is fucked up, for sure, like the movie is like, oh, that's fucked up. That's not ethical. Um, pales in comparison to real actual history (laughs) um so this is sort of disappointing um i (sighs) Mm, yeah uh i i don't think that it went far enough in either exploring like the dystopian aspect of it or if not focusing on that aspect, then giving these characters more space to be like real people. Um, a lot of these characters felt pretty flat, uh, uh, which was kind of disappointing. Um, but we're, we're not we're not here to criticize the movie. That's not what this is for. We're doing geek therapy, mm-hmm. and I think like one of the interesting things uh, that I en- enjoyed in Spiderhead is that aspect of Steve really weaponizing his charisma and good looks and being in charge as a way to get people to do what he wanted. And obviously that relationship already exists between the person in charge and the prisoners. Like that goes without saying, but the way that he weaponized it against Mark, his assistant, slash friend i don't Mm -hmm. think that they were friends i don't think mark would call him a friend but i think that 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 uh reflecting those those the ways that he used his power against the prisoners and against mark i thought was really interesting and um valuable in thinking about the ways that people who have power even when they are nice to you and they tell you to your face like i you know i i give you all of these benefits you get to do the job that you want you get to have access to the kitchen you can walk around you're not you know in manacles or whatever um and then just drops a little like oh but like i have unfettered access to your file. I know what you did to get into prison, and I can use that as a way to emotionally manipulate you. Um, And I think that that aspect is really powerful in talking about, like, how do people in power weaponize that power to get people to do the things that they want? Whether that is, I'm just trying to get you to do something for your own good, which is a real world thing that happens, uh, but also is like, I am trying to get you to do something that you've already said you don't want to do, um, which is a big no-no in uh, research, in ethical research. Uh, people have to be able to opt out. And uh, 
It's a a big aspect. (laughs) IRB is like anytime Mm -hmm. you have people do research, they need to be told that they can opt out at any point and that they won't be punished for it, which is one of the reasons why prisoners are a special group um, because of utilizing that aspect of being like, I will punish you by sending you back to prison. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that yeah. part, mm-hmm. and then the part where um, Steve uh, drugs them without getting the acknowledgement from them were both major tells. I was like, this is not, this is this is secret research. This is not real research. <laughs> so, so there was um, there was a part early on that I noticed where. Steve just told Mark to turn on the verbabulence without, Mm -hmm. and and Mark just did it and they did not ask for, for, I was like, huh? Okay. Right. It just, it just did it. And how would you know? Because uh, that, that one just makes you more willing to, or it makes it harder to hold. No, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say it's like, it reduces inhibition. So like something that you wouldn't say, you know, it kind of loosens the tongue a little bit. So you want to, you're more verbose Mm -hmm. (laughs) is is pretty much it. I think that was the the way they described it. And yeah, I don't think that one's necessarily an emotion, but it is. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it does some cool things with, I mean, Lots of sci-fi has touched on these these topics before, and again, they are direct parallels to to society. <laughs> we and, and yes, Mark, we are super close to there. We're there. We're just we just don't have as good of a handle on it. Um, I think I went to a bar once that uh, was doing like micro dosing, right? Which is like you know like people are really really trying <laughs> to make sure you know to to get you know just. We can we can find it if we can measure it you know if we can be more precise you know to get exactly what we want out of these things um that would be that that is sci-fi at this point but um yeah and 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 i do they did touch this part of the memory um laura you mentioned like real life you know research and of course there's a lot of that um that people are trying to mess with that um f- fictionally like i always remember um eternal uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind mm-hmm. that's a movie that's all about i want to forget <laughs> i need to forget it's my it's one of my favorite stories um uh of that but there's this comes up a lot like oh if there's just a pill if somehow i could forget that would be that would be so great <laughs> and mm-hmm. and unfortunately trauma the way that that works is it's like that is like a stamp on your brain right in in uh, you know some theories it's like oh it's a defense mechanism it's like you got to remember that bad thing so you can avoid it in the future but it's like it doesn't feel good <laughs> and if you could reduce the intensity of it that's that's way better um and so Brain, those are things if you that could be, just stop telling me that i am in that experience right stop please. it yeah, yeah yeah you went too far come on stop protecting me so much <laughs> damn it mm-hmm. um it, it it's hard and i mean we don't we don't understand the the brain enough to to really do that stuff well enough um but i i i like kind of how it mixed up it did mix up a lot of different concepts again by by doing it in a jail by by the researcher being so manipulative already without the drugs you know he'd already weaponized them um 
the intentions, the relationships. Yeah. It was, yeah, I think it's a good conversation starter. And I think, I think where people can really relate to it is like the being manipulated part, the use of, of, of drugs, whether or not you're using them already, or you would like one in particular, like again, um, Jeff was his name. Jeff was uh, the main character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, you know, he's like, he wants something to help him forget. And all these things, like they just make you feel something different in the moment, but you can't for it. It doesn't help with that. Um, yeah. So I think, I think the concepts are, are, are definitely interesting and there's a lot of relatable stuff there. And I like the, uh, I do like the, the different take on the jail. Of course it's still evil and terrible and, and worse than ugh, so, so much other stuff, but to be clear, there's like, there's nothing, um, there's no good thing represented here. <laughs> it's all terrible. It's all bad stuff. Just all in one place. <sighs> yeah. What a bummer. <laughs> if you could have a pill that could give you a particular emotion, which one would it be? I'm going to start with you, Lara. I want the happy pill. You want, want the happy pill. Okay. I want the happy pill. I don't need to be happy all the time, but it would be nice to every once in a while be happy. Okay. Okay. I feel my feelings. <laughs> you feel our feelings. <laughs> Link, what, what, what do you want? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't know that I have a, a satisfying answer for this. Um, because I don't. You don't want it. Well, here's the thing. Right now, in my body, no, I don't want anything. But there have absolutely been times in my life where I would like uh, a numbing cream applied to my whole noggin, um, because mm -hmm. I want to feel less. Um, the idea of yeah. taking something to feel think, something think, more think, yeah. is like, well, mm -hmm. that's what, that's what recreational drugs are for. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the stuff. I've already got that if I want it, baby. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that's. It could be a more, it could be a, a less, right? It could be a, if you're talking about emotions, you know? I just I don't know. I and what what about a better I, version I of some of the stuff that you have now? Anti-anxiety meds again. Of you know, I I like I guess I guess the least offensive is the the Laffodil. I like the idea of a drug that makes you find not funny things funny. Um I have a pretty weird sense of humor already, so some might say I'm already under the influence of Laffodil, but um, that's true. I you do. laugh at my wife. Very jokes. funny. Just <laughs> <laughs> puns, baby. Um, yeah, I I laugh in I I what what I always circle back to is like there is something desirable about the idea of being able to control your emotional states with that sort of specificity but it always comes down to if 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 it is something that only i can control for only me if there's any aspect of being able to control others i find it like morally repugnant um 
And so that's I, I just get hung up on that aspect, I guess. I have a lot to say to that, but for Mark, what would you do? What would you want? I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat with with Link. It's like it's kind of really hard to give like a, a definite answer. Um, I was leaning more towards just like the happy pill, just because everyone could use a little bit more happiness in in life, especially given how the state of the world is today, or at least just the state of the United States. Um, but I also like the idea of having the Laffodil just so that way um, my wife would actually think that I find her jokes funny because sometimes, you know, I just, I'm not, I'm not much of a dad joke person. They grate on me and she loves them. Wow. She loves. Yeah, like I, 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 I knocked I on my wife's jokes, okay. but like, I don't, I, she knows that I think to all the wives I out there, I will laugh at your <laughs> jokes. <laughs> <laughs> there are Link. some there are some that like it's they just get me like it's a dad joke that like hit it just like you weren't expecting it and like i i will scoff and i will laugh but i'll be mad at the fact that i found it <laughs> funny to begin with so i feel like the laffodil would just kind of be like okay i'm not going to be as concerned about that piece of it because it's like i don't want to think i don't want to laugh at that kind of joke and yet here i am laughing at it I really want to make Mark play puns of anarchy with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm already okay. D- d- how do you feel about the pun, puns of anarchy? How does that make you feel, Mark? Well, see, since it's a title, it's it's fine. But like, mm-hmm. okay, titles. Are yeah, okay. for the most part, titles are fine. But it's like, if it's like cringe like a cringe pun like you really went out of your way to like make it work i'm just I, that's when i just shake my head i'm like seriously like why um or if it's just like so like overused or like so over the top but you deliver it in a like in a way that just like you just can't help but be like why those are the ones that like i find funny and i don't like it or like like jungle cruise think of jungle cruise those ty- that type of humor I I laugh and I hate I, I, that I do. I love it. I lo- I love it so much. Like when, so like when much. we did the the tour thing at, at Disney World, she was in love with it, and I just kept shaking my head. I'm like, <sighs> I'm trying so hard to not not give you the satisfaction that I'm finding this remotely funny. Mark, remember that you can edit this out if you choose to. Uh, That's fine. She doesn't listen. If you don't, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> So, so uh, the question uh, for for me, right? Like, it, what what I would want? I hate the idea of it being that easy. Um, I I hate the idea that it, it that this could even exist with such precision, right? Because there are a lot of uh, dystopian stories that show if things like this existed and everybody took them then there's like there's way less individuality there's less variety everybody finds the same things funny everybody finds the same people attractive everybody finds like it's um, suddenly there's this there's actually a normal and and that depresses me on one hand but like, I also take anxiety medication and, and ADHD medication. 
because I want to be able to do certain things. Um, and, and that makes them easier. I resisted taking anxiety medication for a very, very, very long time. I don't know, like 15 years, I think. I was resisting it. I, I don't like the idea of certain things. This is a complicated run. I don't even know if I can, I can express it uh, well, but the idea of just having a pill to feel particular emotions, I don't like, I don't, I would, I would then not trust that you laughed at my jokes because you thought it was funnier because you're on a medication or if, you know, does this person love me or, or are they on love acting? Like things like that. Plus all, this stuff is so subjective, you know, it would, it would make, it would make life so easy that it would be boring. And I, and I don't like, I don't like the thought of that. So I don't know that I would want, um, any of these. And, and I don't know the, the way you described Mark, the way you described taking medication for the, for the sake of someone else, like to make them feel better. Oh, that bothers me even more. See, I wish that that um, aspect because, had been explored in the movie because I think that is ultimately more interesting. The yeah. idea of being able to hack our own yeah. biosystems is a long history to aspect of yeah. sci-fi, but it always sort of fails to talk about the social aspect is like we are social creatures we do not exist in a vacuum and even in this small prison population of like eight people we maybe see on screen in total like that aspect i think is the the most interesting part is like the idea of like oh i could just take a drug to be happy is like okay was like what what in your life in the worlds that you in exist in, in your environment, in your social circles, how does that interact with your happiness? How does that affect your ability to be happy, to express happiness to others, right? Is like, you can have an internal feeling of happiness and not express it to other people. Uh, if, <laughs> if other people don't see you being happy, are they gonna believe you that you're happy? How, how do you get into that element of like the way that we learn to show emotions is by watching other people. There's the internal aspect and there's the external aspect. And I think that that is, that's the meaty stuff. That's the good stuff right there is getting into that aspect. Also, yeah, also the, the what is identity and what is personality? You know, like mm -hmm. if are they are those defined by by what exactly? And I've been thinking a lot about the idea of um, Rogers called it incongruence, right? Where it's this idea that you have kind of an ideal self and you have a real self, and if those two things don't align, you are miserable. Yep. You're uncomfortable. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, technically, I mean, he, basically, he he looks at it. Right? It's like your self esteem in the middle is is because those two things are so far from uh from each other like think overlapping circles and there's different ways to you know to, to look at that but this idea of incongruence like i can't imagine i mean it is like taking taking adhd medication to be able to do boring stuff that right. i don't want to yeah, do like already that, sucks anti-anxiety <laughs> and, so, and adhd yeah. medication and so have 
oftentimes less to do with your internal experience and more with your ability to participate in the society that we've collectively built. Yep. And so it's like, yeah. A lot of mental health, right, is is social, right? It's a mm-hmm. it's like, mm, you know, I have this conversation with people and they're like, oh, what do you think of this? I'm like, uh, that's only a problem because of all of these other things. <laughs> Correct. If, if, My entire license, I can only I can treat individuals and I only treat individuals because I have to focus on anything that re- affects a relationship. If a hermit is living in the woods and doesn't have any interactions with anybody and is perfectly fine with that, that is not a problem. Uh, it's yeah. only if it interacts with a relationship and affects that. So the, the easiest everything. Way I, <laughs> the easiest way I find to talk about it is within um, the ability and disability discussions. It's like, oh, is this a disability? It's like, I don't know. Is it? Or is it that the world is designed for mm-hmm. a, a different type of ability? Therefore, you're in a minority. Nothing's made for you. It's harder for you. So now it's categorized as a disability. If you live somewhere where nobody had legs and you didn't have legs, the that whole place would be designed optimally for you. Mm-hmm. And then people with legs would probably struggle because it's not designed for them. Be like, what yeah. the hell is this? There would be giants in buildings <laughs> and like. Yeah. There would be. It would be. Yeah. Exactly. Now I want a. Now I want a world like that. I mean, it, yes, there, somewhere, there's something. Maybe some in the multiverse, there is somewhere. <laughs> of course. Um. Yes. So. So. Yeah. So. So. This. This question. Yeah. I don't know. Like. I. I guess I like the option. Sometimes, but ultimately, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that uh, having a unique sense of self would be benefited over time by being able to manipulate our emotions or control our emotions externally that well. (laughs) Because we already try a lot. And some of it is like trying to align to a particular self, but it's, yeah, if it was that easy, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting philosophical discussion. It makes me uncomfortable to to think about it, and yeah, those are usually the important ones to have. That's what that's why I think the movie. Yeah, that's why I enjoyed the movie. Like as a conversation starter, I think I think it presents a lot of really uh, interesting ideas in a in a in a not thrilling thriller, <laughs> lightly uh, thrilling. you know, lightly thrilling romp. Yeah, well, yeah. Sounds like I'm not going to be that excited. About it. It's no double jeopardy. <laughs> it is not double jeopardy. <laughs> no, no, no. It, again, I think it's. I think it's interesting, and it does. One more thing that it does is it does put part of the manipulation stuff. Um, it, it again, philosophical discussions um, are there where it has like if you could control imposing this on someone else would you you know and it does it does have that question come up um if that was in your control and i kind of i liked that you know it it showed a character unwilling to do that for a while because because they didn't it didn't feel right and it, it it did it did 
present that scenario in a few different ways, which was also, um, I think, I think interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, those are, those are all my thoughts on the, on the movie, I think. What else you got, Mark? Well, I think like over the course of this conversation, um, getting more into like the mental philosophical part of it is like, so we know that like these drugs, they only like induce the incurred like emotional, like whatever it is that the, the drug is supposed to elicit in terms of its emotions or like whatever state that like that it's, you know, targeting. However, in some cases, like with the, like the verbulence, like, so that's not necessarily inducing more of like an emotion. Like I'm more so trying to think about like what sort of like, what are some of like the, the psychological effects that those sorts of things are going to have? Because let's say like they give you, like they have, like they inject you with the Laffodil, right? And then they're trying to like, and then they're having you talk about all these, like these potentially traumatic events to you. But now, even though your body itself is reacting in a way of like, oh, I can't stop laughing. I can't be upset about this thing. I'm wondering of like in their mind though, like how, how is, how, like, how is that affecting them? Like, is this like over flooding them? And now like, even in their mind, they can't have an upsetting thought or is their mind still like, yo, I do not want to talk about this, but like it's, but be, so that so that's that's an interesting one because like laughing is is more of a, like a, a biological physical reaction, mm-hmm. and there there is a scene right where they're talking about terrible things and one of the characters while laughing is like he he acknowledges that that's like terrible and he and he does not and he's like he's really sorry you know he says like I'm sorry that that happened to you. Mm-hmm. While he's laughing, I think you guys have had that piece. experience right. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Please wow, elaborate. That's fucked up. Oh. Or no, or don't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> laughing is uh, not an emotion. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. No reaction. Because see, see so that, that's interesting. Because I mean, if we if we if we go deeper in this conversation regarding um emotions we we could discuss on like how much control you have over your emotions or not that's depends on the school of thought and and a number of factors but then also how we react to our emotions is a is a whole other thing right it's like that makes you sad but that doesn't mean that you have to do all this stuff that makes you angry that doesn't mean you have to go punch somebody in the face well, and, it doesn't, and laughing can be inappropriate but at times but also it is the body's reaction to the to strong emotion just like crying you can cry with any emotion that positive you're or negative feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah and and so are you know would you want to just have a particular physical sensation would you want to have a particular emotional reaction and then the combination of those two like i think i didn't think about this before but if we want to train ourselves right to like not react to like oh this is a fucked up type of uh of exposure therapy right where i'm i'm, I'm taking just a little bit of depressed at all <laughs> right and then I'm like, mm, okay, like, will that help me? Will, will, will I increase my tolerance to feeling sad and then be able to push 
through it because I have more practice now in a safely controlled environment where I can, you know, where a trained medical professional is increasing and lowering the dose of the presidol or, uh, you know, a particular fear stimulus, the same, which is, you know, what we do with exposure therapy. Um, could we do the same thing with like, I don't know how we would use laughing in that sense, but like, you know, things like this, uh, feeling angry. Train, train yourself tra- not to cry when you're like, I'm, I'm angry. I like that one. I hate things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would like that one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, I mean, this, that sort of just feeds back into yeah. what I said earlier on about how like real life events, exper- experiments, um, are more fucked up. Um, my brain immediately goes to, um, conversion therapy, uh, Mm-hmm. Gay people were given uh, drugs that made you incredibly nauseous, and then were showed a homophobic, con- homoerotic content as a way to associate something that they found attractive with the need to throw up. And that is a real thing that has happened in some places, is still happening. Um, incredibly fucked up, mm-hmm. but that is uh, just an extrapolation of what the ideas that Spiderhead brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, that's kind of like my thing about it of like, what are like the psychological effects in that? Or like, let's say like you, you induce like the happy drug and the verbulence and it's like, okay, well here, now that you're like in a more like happy, calm state, please tell me all your things. But as we see, like once they like, and the doses like they stop it and they turn it off then they like are more so quickly able to like regulate and reorient themselves and then their emotional state sort of returns to the you know their state of equilibrium their their baseline for everything so it's like if they were to induce these things to like in a way try to help people work through things like let's say you're using it in a controlled environment for the therapeutic process of like trying to work through things i wonder like the the potential like side effects or the potential effects that would just have on a person's psyche in general of knowing full well that like hey there's someone that's one manipulating my emotional state or manipulating a physical behavior or reaction from me while also like while i'm also trying to work through something that for me is like mentally like really difficult it's like a really hard struggle so like how does one work through that and then like with link said like that can also be in a place of like where it can totally be misused and be used to for all sorts of, you know, really messed up purposes. Well, like my, 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 my family, when I was a kid fed me to, to basically make me feel better about terrible things that were happening. And I developed an eating disorder. So like, that's an example of, of like, yeah, you start combining shit like that, it, it's hard. And I mean, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm out of control. Um, so still a piece of, a, a part of me likes the idea of being able to control those things a little better. But I also enjoy a lot of those things. Like feeling incredibly excited about something. Unfortunately, I'm also impulsive and compulsive about some things. But like that, that adds a little spice to life. When, when I take a step back and I'm like, that's, that's like, I feel like I'm, uh, it's out of my control almost because I'm just like, 
because the reactions are so, um, or the feelings are so intense. I don't know. All that stuff is scary. So uh, that's why this whole topic is, um, it's kind of terrifying. You know, Mark, what you were saying about yeah. increasing happiness and verbosity while trying to work through something traumatic within a therapeutic setting, uh, my mind immediately went to um, like people who go to shamans to do ayahuasca as a therapeutic treatment, as a way to really delve into that back brain shit um, while fucked up on drugs. Um, and for some people, it totally works. It totally helps them um, process shit that they've not been able to work through in a way that lasts. And then there are people who just get really, really sick and it's not a good time. And um, you have, you know, the the aspect of like who the shaman is, if they're actually trained, if if their training is something that's going to be useful to you. It's like there's so much complexity within it is the idea of having it be as simplified as Spiderhead says it is like it makes it sound really good. And then the second year, like, but what about this like complication is like it just falls apart. It's like, oh, yeah, that's that's scary. Now it's scary. Now that's that's thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's interesting because in the movie you're describing like the emotions are like they're gone when the change in it is gone when the drug is is out of the system. My clinic uh, uses ketamine treatment um, to treat uh, treatment resistant. Like how many times can I say treat uh, depression? Um, but it's something that you start off taking a significant like I. Th a few times a week and then it reduces down to once a week and then once every other week and the effects are supposed to last um with this with this treatment and from what i what i've heard through the company and the research that we've put together it works um for most people there are some people who have really bad reactions to it just like any other drug um but there are ways of, of working with drugs like this that make you feel good, but it's not an, necessarily an artificial inflated good all the time. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there's a, there's a, I don't disapprove of anxiety medication or depression medication, especially if you're working on the cause, right. It'll help. It'll, it'll help you deal with it. You know, on a daily basis while you're working on it. And ideally, you know, if you, if you get to the cause, but none of these things are, are affecting causes, right? At least in the, in the movie, it's all, it, it's not even symptomatic, right? Like they're not really addressing, trying to cure anything. They're just trying to change states and alter experiences. Yeah, I mean, there is there is a lot of money being thrown into psychedelic research for for mental health, which I'm glad to see because it's 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 not people going to shamans in Iowa, uh, you know, to get ayahuasca in Peru. It's people, you know, alongside you know it's clinical trials that are that are happening. Um, I think we'll also see, and we we we've seen this already in animals, right? We 
we can put electrodes in the parts of the brain that affect certain emotions. And so it might be, th this one wasn't future focused enough, right? Like there's, there's gotta be a version where you, you know, have the electrodes in your head and then just click the button and, uh, and Ooh, you know, you hit the, the happy spot <laughs> or you, you know, you hit the memory center. So you're like, I don't want to remember that. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We're we're gonna we're gonna have more and more of this uh, happening in the future for sure. Yeah. Well, anything else? Any closing thoughts? I think we covered it. Yeah, we covered everything. I think so. We did. All right. Well, thank you. For joining us for this episode of GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more Geek Therapy, you can visit geektherapy.org. Join us in our community spaces. Let us know what you thought of this movie, Spiderhead, on Netflix. Was it thrilling? <laughs> so thrilling. Um, yeah. This was a, this was a fun one. We went we went deep. We went deep, Mark. This was a good choice. I do love me some philosophy. Yeah. All right. So thank you, thank you everybody for for uh, listening again. Dress in community spaces. Links in the show notes. Remember to geek out and do good. See you in the next one. Mm, bye. bye. Geek Therapy is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org.